for announcements. Now let's turn our attention to what God has to say to us as a community today. Good morning, church. Uh, good morning to everyone tuning in from Mississauga and the GTA and Peterborough and the churches here in Ottawa and uh, in Montreal and in the Cape and people tuning in from Vancouver and from the UK and from Belgium and other places. Uh, it's great to, to be with you this morning. Um, feel free to you know let us know on our online platform that you're watching. Um, and where you're watching from and greet uh, greet the rest of the families and individuals that are that are watching as well uh, this morning I want to take a little bit of time and talk about something I want to talk about rest and weariness and uh, the reason is I've been reminded about this a lot personally in my own personal life um, Sarah our camera woman this morning is giving me our uh, thumbs up that you know this has been a topic of discussion around our household as well and in many of the conversations I've had this last few weeks, um, but especially increasingly this last week, I've encountered that a number of people seem to be finding themselves weary, finding themselves tired, um, and understandably so. So much of what used to be routine uh, is now no longer routine, and we have to think about everything um, throughout our day in a way that was different, say, four months ago. Um, and of course, having kids and having their all routine, you know, uh, being up in the air and everything just being a little bit different. Even the mental fatigue and sort of the mental fog that I know I, maybe it's just me, um, but that I, I've encountered many people experiencing or they've been expressing that that's what they've been experiencing. And uh, as I've looked at it in my own life, I've come back to a few familiar scriptures. Um, and I just want to share those uh, today. They're probably not going to be new uh, for us, but I think they're worth revisiting and worth uh, looping back on. Um, so that's what we're going to do this morning. Um, one of... Uh, one of my favorite scriptures to kind of talk from is in John chapter 4. And we're not going to read it all uh, this morning. Um, but it's where Jesus, and it starts out... And it says, Jesus, weary though he was from the journey, sat down by the well. And this is the story of the Samaritan woman. Uh, it's the story where uh, he sits down and then she comes out to him and he asks her about her husbands and has this word of knowledge. And uh, she goes, I mean, the disciples had all gone to town to buy food and water and to, to get something to eat. And uh, Jesus says, you know, I have food and water that you know nothing of. But this woman comes out and and she starts asking him questions and uh he says this to her, um, if you knew who was talking to you, you would ask me for a drink. And she makes this expression. She says, but sir, the, you have nothing with which to draw from and this well is deep. And then he starts talking about living water and he starts talking about worship. And, and you see that there's a, there's a reason that this, there's many reasons, but one of the reasons that this uh, story is in scripture for us is, is to help us understand something about what to do when we're weary. And, and one of the first things is to recognize that weariness itself isn't a sin. It's not a sin or even a weakness uh, to be seen as weary. Jesus, weary though he was from the journey, tired, other translations just say he was, he was tired from the journey. And he sat down by the well. He understood something, that weariness can lead to dryness. So weariness in itself isn't a sin. But weariness left on its own can lead us into dryness. So Jesus knew what to do when he was weary. 
he knew to position himself that when he was going to rest, he was going to rest by a well. He was, and, and then, of course, he starts, you know, this woman says, you have nothing with which to draw. And he starts talking about living water and he starts talking about worship. And the way that I, I picture this sort of in my own mind is, you know, those old wells that, and there was like a wheel on top and there was these little buckets. All these little buckets would, would all go down into the well. And then, you'd, you know, you could spin it and all, all these buckets would come out and you could tip them out. That's kind of how I picture, at least in my own mind and in my own uh, way, um, drawing from the well that's inside of me. Because right after Jesus had said all this, he said then in John 4, and then he said it again a few chapters later in John 7, he says, if anyone thirsts, let him come to me, and rivers of living water will flow from, from within you. And it's, it's this strange expression. You'd think that if he, it would make sense if he says, if you're thirsty, come to me, and a river of living water will flow into you. But that's not actually what he says. He says, come to me, and a river is actually going to flow out from you. And it took me a long time to, re to recognize this in my own life. And I've been reminded of it a lot this week. That, that I have a, a river, I have a deposit, I have a well that's been placed on the inside of me by the person of the Holy Spirit. But it's, it's through my tongue, it's through our mouth that we draw from it. He says, come to me and out of you will flow rivers of living water, not into you, but it, you, you'll drink from the river that's inside of you by what comes out of our mouth. And, that's, and it reminds me of the importance of being able to take time, especially when we're weary, especially in moments like these, where weariness can lead to dryness. And he says, no, sit down by a well and allow something to come out of your mouth of praise and of worship and of thanksgiving. That's how we drink. It's, it's the rivers on the inside of us and our mouth is the tap. Um, and for so long, I've looked at areas in my life and seasons in my life where I have been dry, sometimes it's because of weariness, where weariness has led into dryness. And this is given to us, I believe, by God as a remedy for this so that we can, through praise and worship, through making a choice that even in weariness, that we're going to sit down by a well and we're going to draw from that well through praise and through worship so that we can live a well-watered life. A life that is flourishing, a life that is watered in all the areas of our life because of how we choose to give thanksgiving, how we choose to give praise, how we choose to worship, uh, even when we're weary. The other time that Jesus says something similar to this, and this is the other scripture uh, that I want to talk about this morning, uh, is in Matthew 11, uh, 28 to 30. And he says this, if um, he says, come to me, all you who are weary. Or if he, others say, if anyone is weary, come to me. And he says, and I will give you rest. For my yoke is easy and my burden is light. And again, he says this. He says, come to me and I will give you rest if you're weary. So again, if, if, if we're weary, the first step is just recognizing it and being okay with that. And to say, actually, you know what? I'm weary. He says, but if you're weary, I want you to do something. First of all, I want you to recognize that you're weary. And that that's not a sin. And stop pretending that you're not weary. I've done that many times. Oh, I'm fine. I'm fine. I'm stronger than that. I'm not weary. And you look back and you're even, you're saying it out of weariness, um, where you feel weary in an area of life and to say, you know what? That's all right. I, I'm going to be open about that. Uh, and then he says this in your weariness, I want you to do a few things. First of all is to recognize it. Secondly, 
I want you to come to me. So I want you to get up out of weariness and I want you to take some steps toward me. It's funny because you'd think again that what would make sense here with this scripture is he says, if you're weary, don't worry, I'll come to you because you're the tired one. But that's not what he says. He says, if you're weary, I, I want you to push through something. I want you to push through your own weariness and I want you to begin to take steps toward me. And that's important. Um, not only does he say that, but he says, I want you to come toward me as opposed to other things. And this is this has been a uh, um, an ongoing challenge that has been refreshed in this sort of COVID season is where we go in times of weariness. Um, and there's nothing wrong with um, leisure. There's nothing wrong with amusement. There's nothing wrong with just at the end of the day putting on the TV and uh, just vegging out. Um, there's nothing wrong with that. But as we know, we can't look to draw from it something that God hasn't put in it. And what he hasn't put in it is soul restoration. He says that he is the one who has reserved the prerogative, the right unto himself to bring soul restoration. That is when our mind, our will, and our emotions, our soul, when, it, when, when it's weary, when it is in need of restoration. He says, I want you to come to me. I don't want you to look to leisure. I don't want you to look to amusement. I don't want you to look to other activities because you're not going to find there what you're looking for. You'll find it in me. And when your mind is in need of restoration, when your will, when your emotions, and I found that all of these things in during this strange season that we're in right now, people I am encountering are weary in their mind. They're weary in their will. They're weary in their emotion. And we find ourselves in need of restoration. And Jesus gives us this promise. He says, I want you to come to me, not to anything else, not to all the stuff like we talked a little bit about last week, not to all the stuff around me, um, but I want you to come to me. But then he says this, and I will give you rest. What he doesn't say is, I will make you rest. He says, I will give it to you. It's this, that this rest is tangible. This rest is something of the very essence of the eternal nature of Jesus himself, who is at rest. He says, if you come to me, I'm going to give you something. You can't earn it. You can't unearn it, but you can receive it. And you receive it by coming to me and coming to me in faith that I'm going to give you rest. And there are, there are seasons in life, like right now, where for many of us, it is a, it is a very busy season and, it, and it's constant and we don't have the luxury or the ability necessarily to take long periods of time off. But that does not mean that we can't experience the rest of Christ himself. I paused there and my wife gave me something. Um, mandolin orange sparkling water. Um, but it's very much like, like that, I believe with Christ is that he, he says, come to me and I can actually give you something. Even in the midst of busyness, even in the midst of, uh, of, of a schedule that we, maybe is out of our control. He says, come to me and I'm gonna give you something tangible of my nature, tangible of rest. Um, rest is something that's very important to God. Um, so much so you see it built into the, some of the, 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 the earliest chapters in scripture. Um, so you see, and I think I mentioned before that Genesis is, of course, one of my favorite books as well, along with the Psalms. Um, but this, this idea of 
of, of rhythm, this idea uh, of, of rest being built in. So you see that, you know, Gen uh, Genesis 1, you see day one, and it says, and there was evening and there was morning on the first night. And then the second day and the third day and the fourth day, and it keeps saying this, it says that, it says that there was evening and there was morning. Which is funny because that's generally not the way that we think about our days. We think of our days as beginning in the morning and concluding in the evening. But in the economy of God, as is seen in scripture, that the day actually begins, the 24-hour cycle begins in the evening. It begins when you rest. It begins when we put our head on the pillow and we surrender uh, over to a sovereign God in this place of rest. And we close our eyes and we surrender to him and we rest so that in the morning when we wake up and we're, that we're actually eight hours, if we're lucky, through our day, but our day began with rest. And then we work from a place of rest, not for it. So much so is rest important to God that when he, he waited until day six to make mankind, and when he made us, our first day experience was of God at a, in, in rest. And he took the time and he put the ends of the earth into the hearts and minds of men. And he said to uh, men and women, he said, I want you to fill this earth with people that look like me. I want you to take this garden and I want you to expand it and I want you to export all you see here. And he, he put the, the, the ends of the earth in their hearts and he said, ready, set, rest. That was his approach was okay, day one is gonna be a day of rest. Even though I've put so much work and put such a great mandate before Adam and Eve, I want you to know how you're gonna to have to begin. You're gonna to have to begin from being in a place of rest with me. So that all that we do comes then from this place of rest. I believe that's why Jesus said, come to me, uh, all who are weary. He says, take my yoke upon you. And see, the yoke has to do a bit like what we talked about last week, about the difference between a gas tank uh, Christianity and a SkyTrain Christianity. Um, with the, the yoke is all about proximity. It's, it's saying, I'm going to stand beside you and you're going to be yoked to me so that when I go this way, you go this way. When I stop, you stop. When I move forward, you move forward. It's not meant to me, come to me all you who are weary. I'm gonna take your weariness, I'm gonna take your burdens. And when you're refreshed, you'll be like, okay, thanks Jesus, I will see you next Sunday. And I hope I won't be as weary next time. And he says, no, I want to, if we can learn this, this, this principle of proximity, that that's what it means to be yoked, is to stay close, to stay connected that actually we can break these cycles of weariness. We can break these cycles of dryness by simply being yoked with him because he then will be the author and the initiator of all that we do. And when he stops, we stop. And when he moves, we move. And our job then is simply to keep in step with him. All right, so that's really what I wanna remind us of this morning is that he is the one who can bring restoration to us. He's the only one really that will restore our soul. And that when we find ourselves weary, that we can sit down by a well. Let's not allow weariness to turn into dryness. Let's realize that the, that the river that we have on the inside of us comes out of our own mouth through praise and through worship and through thanksgiving. Let's realize that we can actually receive something from Christ himself, even in times of busyness, even in times naturally that would be wearying. That he says, come to me, and I'm going to give you something. And when I give it to you, I want you to stay close. I want you to stay connected with me. That way we can know times of refreshing at every corner. 
All right. Have a great week, church. Uh, hopefully, I've left enough time that we can maybe you can maybe take some a little bit extra time in your day uh, to get some rest with him to sit down by a well personally. Again, there's no one who can do this for uh, for you or for me than our own selves is to sit down personally by the well and to draw and to allow him to water all the areas of our life. I trust that this will be something that throughout this week that where we know refreshing where we know him restoring our soul. All right, have a great week. We'll see you throughout the course of the week. We trust that today's message has been an encouragement to you. Just a reminder again, if you're new today, please join us on our online connect rooms. The link will be provided in the chat right after service. We'd love to see you there. At Lighthouse, we want everyone to be connected and known, and we encourage everyone to be a part of a life group if you haven't joined a life group yet, you can view our active life groups on our website at lifehousechurch.ca. That's it from us today. We love you, church. And see you in the connect rooms and online during the week.